0: If you're not wearing any socks right now, then I would highly recommend you put some on, because this podcast will knock them right off, and if your feet are bare, then I can't guarantee your safety. Got some? Good. Then let's get started. Okay, um, that was a fun theme song. Uh, we're here. It's the new craze, um... I, I'm your host, Fidget. You already know me. Um, I'm your philosopher monarch, all that jazz, self-proclaimed. You've heard it before. Um, and with me, I've got... Uh, you, you've you met her before. Um, it's Josie. Hi, Josie. I'm
1: back. But... And I haven't... An... <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I'm back. And because I'm so powerful, I have carved out a position for myself that Fidget has graciously... Uh, let me back in the door, uh, before locking it again.
0: (laughs) It may or may not involve blackmail. It's fine. It's fine. I mean,
1: every good podcast needs a spiritual consultant, and here I am.
0: Yep. We're here. Uh, so yeah, Josie's my new co-host, um, so things are gonna be a little bit different. Um, one, I think the show's gonna be a little bit more stable. I'm not gonna have to, like, adjust to a new guest every episode. That's not to say we're gonna, like, completely stop doing guests, but, um... I don't know. It'll be more stable. I think it'll it's gonna be a good thing. And um, yeah, I guess I already said the other change too, which is we're gonna be doing less guests because. Uh, yeah, the, you know. My main motivation for the guests is I hate talking to myself with a microphone, <laughs> as uh, last week's episode showed you. Uh, I'm really bad at it, so um, yeah, this is this is better.
1: Every, everybody needs a soundboard lest you succumb to the sound of your own voice and it sends you into a spiral. Yeah,
0: that's, it's a pretty, exi- it's an existential crisis anytime I have to like, uh, think of things on my own. It's never a good time. Um, yeah. oh, the other big change is we're going to be moving to the show to Fridays. Fridays at 2 a.m. Central Time. Um, that's, uh, I know 2 a.m. is a weird time. Uh, that's just to make it available in the morning for uh, my UK listeners. Since um, oh, that's the other reason why Josie, you're such the perfect co-host. Is half my listeners are your friends from the UK, so um, yeah, I get stats and like I see it, and it's like forty percent from the UK. I'm like, all right, I'll work with it.
1: <laughs> there we yeah, I have I have a unique listenership face, uh, and we're all we're all on there at two a.m.
0: Well, so that's what like eight, like I try and make it available for you guys in the morning. Um, yeah. if that's, cause I don't know when people listen to podcasts, I listen to them all day, but
1: yeah, all day, every day.
0: All, yeah. Actually, like literally I would work alone in a factory. So, yeah. uh, anyway, this is the new craze. It's a pop philosophy podcast where we kind of talk about philosophy. I mean, that's the goal. We kind
1: of talk about, yeah. Philosophy, the ways that we, uh, trick ourselves into Thinking about philosophy with you while using other words. Yeah. All the good shit.
0: Yes. Yeah. Well let's let's do it. Let's just get into it. Let's let's start the like start the episode in earnest. Um I am in a very Valentine's Day mood. It's feeling Ooh. like February up in here. Um
1: that's right. February and September. Well It's a new thing.
0: So the yeah, the timing might not be right. But I'll tell you why I'm feeling like it's Valentine's Day is because of our topic today. And our topic is alcohol. Um, Gotta love uh, it. it's a major theme for my Valentine's Day. So it's really got me in the Valentine's Day spirit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so you might not think that alcohol is like, got a real place in a philosophy podcast, apart from the fact that, you know, like, uh, most notable uh, philosophers were, like, raving alcoholics. Um,
1: exactly. They had to get their ideas from somewhere and think about it. When you <laughs> connect the dots, yeah, what's at the center?
0: It's alcohol. Uh, so, I don't know. Nothing not. <laughs> not college, not research, not uh, curiosity or passion uh
1: not having uh just the despair. manpower yeah not having the manpower behind you where you don't have to do any kind of manual labor whatsoever
0: yeah definitely not being rich no well it's alcohol there's i guess Camus. i i i, I feel like i should take a moment to point out that i do this podcast like completely like stone cold sober every time and i do that intentionally uh cuz i yeah. don't But it never comes across that way and that's just kind of because of how I talk um, and act in general but I I can assure you that I try my best to keep my wits about me uh, during the recording of this show
1: (laughs) and I'm a square so there's
0: (laughs) god damn it Um,
1: that's right this is what you signed up for
0: shit I should have thought this through more or at least done a better interview process.
1: (laughs) There was no vetting.
0: (laughs) None. I didn't even look you up on LinkedIn. Um, (laughs) This was just through indeed.com. That's right. Sorry, there was people talking out in the hallway, which is weird because I'm here alone right now.
1: Ooh, maybe they're ghosts.
0: Oh, that's a conversation for a different day. Um, So... Alcohol. Why is it important to philosophy? Um,
1: Well, think about it this way. Every seed, if you only leave it as a seed, it's not going to do anything. What what do seeds need? They need water. (laughs) Or in this sense, a metaphorical water.
0: Well, beer is... The liquid
1: of philosophers.
0: I mean, alcohol is mostly water. Especially if you go to, like... Buffalo Wild Wings.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: did, uh, quick side note. Did you know that, like, Bud Light... I don't want to get... I probably won't get to see because it's common knowledge. You know, like... So, Bud Light sucks. Like, we're all aware of that, right? Um, yeah. But apparently, uh, at the Bud Light plant, the beer they make is this beautiful golden lager that is apparently, like, one of the tastiest beers in the world. But then they dilute it mm-hmm. to make it cost less for them to produce. Yeah, cost
1: effective. What so like bummer. they make
0: this amazing beer and then just pour water into it. Which is asinine. But anyway. Alcohol, why is it important to philosophy? We're going, we're doing it. Uh I'm not I'm having a hard time staying focused on this one.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so okay. Everybody already knows that like LSD is like cool for spirituality. Uh, shrooms give you, like, cool experiences, let you see into your own soul. Uh, marijuana and cannabis products do that to some degree. And, like, religions, like, various cultures around the world use uh, mind-altering drugs to, like, uh, I don't know, get a better view of their themselves. Yeah. I mean, it's well documented. Um, every f- fucking podcast out there t- talks about it. Um there's actually like a really cool episode in the Waking Up with Sam Harris podcast. It's actually the very first one where he talks about like mind altering substances. And I mean, that's a cool listen. If you're wanting to actually listen about that stuff, that's where I would <laughs> direct you. Yeah. Um
1: but But we we have we have this basis that there are mind altering drugs you can take and they help aid the process of going beyond your normal experiences to help you create these new and often profound thoughts.
0: Right. Um, so yeah, like the general consensus is that like LSD and all the stuff I mentioned, I'm not going to list it off again. Um, the general consensus is that, uh, they like, it kind of expands your minds, like whatever limits your brain puts in place to keep you from driving yourself insane. They kind of lift those up a little bit. That's why it can be dangerous to some degree, like unironically, like (laughs) if you're going to partake in these, uh, I don't. Frequently, safety first, safety first. Um, because like, if like the hypothesis that these are like lifting restrictions on your mind is true, uh, clearly your brain has those restrictions for a reason. And while lifting them can be fun, make sure you're like not make sure you don't actually drive yourself insane. Um,
1: yeah, there's a child lock for a reason, (laughs) right?
0: Right. Um, so yeah, like the consensus is that all those other ones kind of expand your mind, but like that's not really the experience you get with alcohol. It's definitely, like, mind-altering, perception-altering. Yeah. But I would say that, if anything, alcohol brings you more close down to your, like, more locked into your body.
1: Yes. It very much is. It brings you almost, some some often would describe it as, say, a weight. But I like to think of it as, rather than something that's crushing, think of it like a weighted blanket. Yeah. It's bringing you in.
0: A gravity blanket. A tether. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: Which you so often need, that's one of the problems, is you have people who, you know, they go off into the world they're looking to expand themselves, but if you don't have anything to keep you grounded, yet, like you said, it's way too easy to float away, and then that's where the danger happens.
0: Yeah, like, um, I think a, a common misconception is that spirituality is always about opening your mind, and like, freeing it from like, reality, I guess. Um, that doesn't really make sense because part of, like, the existence, like, part of the experience of being human is that we are, we have this reality around us. Um, I mean, there's a whole branch of philosophy that rather than talking about, like, oh, the, like, abstract existence of the mind, it's talking about our, like, it's called existentialism. It's talking about, like, what it is to be existing as a subject. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's why, people like sartre who was one of those aforementioned raving alcoholics were so so good at existentialism is because they were pro- he was properly tethered to reality in order to be able to like really understand what was going on with it yeah. um yeah he he
1: he took not only one tether but he attached tethers all over his body and there would be nights where he would be so tethered that he would just end up on the floor
0: it, it's like if you tied an anchor to a uh, life vest. Yeah. <laughs> uh so yeah, I don't know. I think you're gonna have some cool spiritual experiences with alcohol.
1: I, I definitely think there are just as there are different kinds of alcohol, you can kind of you can you can kind of it's a choose your own adventure based on what alcohol you want to partake in, it can kind of guide the journey that you're going to go on.
0: That's an interesting concept.
1: Because when, just when you think about, for people partaking recreationally, they often describe, you know, there's a feeling you get when you're wine drunk, and that's yes, different. Yes,
0: okay, right.
1: When you're, when you're like 3am tequila drunk.
0: Getting like, hammered off of three shots of rumple mints is completely different than slowly drinking, uh, three Bud <laughs> Lights over the course of yeah. five minutes. Um huh. Uh, but I mean, I, I get what you're saying. Like the quality, (laughs) so I don't know. I think part of that is, I think up to, to some degree, the level of enjoyment that you get from actually consuming the alcohol. Uh, I don't, to me, that doesn't necessarily always mean a substance thing. Like for me, it's like wine tastes good. So I'm in a better mood by the time the wine hits. Uh, when I take a shot of Jaeger, uh, I'm not feeling great.
1: Um, everything hurts. There's a reason you took that shot of Jaeger, and it's not the right reason. Yeah,
0: um, it hurts, and it kind of, like, uh, I think that actually kind of is what (laughs) shapes the way you get drunk. Um, like, me, when I drink IPAs, I get angry, because I don't really like IPAs, and, I mean, I work at a beer factory that I'm not gonna name, um... But they gave me a bunch of free beer because they, and I don't know, I work there. It's it's not yeah, like I'm taking it. You. Yeah, they just give it. It's part of our paycheck, actually. we get It's like a bonus every week, every two weeks. Um, but th- th- this brewery makes a lot of IPAs, and I don't really like IPAs, but I get stuck with, like, mostly IPAs. Um, and so, like, for me, drinking lately is a lot of angry drunk because I'm just pissed mm-hmm. off and I'm stuck drinking IPAs. But that's whatever. That that's that that, that got off topic.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's do a quick shill break and then we'll try and get back on topic. So yeah, shill break time. You've probably heard how these usually go.
1: This one, we're filling up with cats. Cats. Yep, we don't have ads, so we have cats. Think of a cat. It's fluffy and orange. That's what you get instead of an ad.
0: Okay. Um. Or we could thank the listeners, that too. Yeah. Um. We can do both. I'll... Yeah. I've actually got my there, cat there's in there's here with space. me.
1: There's enough space for the listeners to come in and snuggle the cats. Oh, Soren, say hi. Oh, good kitty. Can you say hi? Will you let me meow at your cat?
0: <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Ow! No, I've changed my mind. Nope. We're in the middle of doing ads. Uh, or, not ads. Thank yous. Um, thank you, everybody.
1: Yeah, for our wonderful listeners.
0: Yeah, and thank you for sharing, too. Um, like, sharing is caring. That's, sharing that's is it. Sharing is caring. That's... <laughs> no um that's the tweet <laughs> what I like to do is have everybody share it with just one person they uh, care about if you're enjoying it and you think somebody else would enjoy it like tell them about it because I don't know I don't I don't think the algorithms are on my side personally uh, this is kind of not an obscure yet. not yet I'm not one day I'll be super famous
1: that's right <sighs> big, big names
0: yeah Oh... Uh. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, um, so the algorithms don't, like, this podcast is so niche and obscure that, um, algorithms are not going to be, like, super cool about it. Um, so if you just tell somebody about it, it's probably, like, I'd rather have one person get, like, a heartfelt, uh, like, you know, share, than, like, you, than trying to broadcast it to, like, 50 people indiscriminately. Um, I don't know, I think it's more meaningful, I don't know. It do do what you want. Out. <laughs> um,
1: do what you want, but whatever you do, we appreciate it.
0: Thank you. Thank you for articulating that for me. Um, yeah, sharing's just the best way to help support the podcast right now. Because as we said, we're not running really running any ads. Uh, there's no point really in making a Patreon right now since uh, everybody involved with the consumption of the show is already pretty well integrated into our various friend groups um but i mean yeah just tell people about it that's the ad that's the break um thank everybody uh let's let's get back to the actual show okay um so we were trying to talk about alcohol being spiritual and then I don't remember what happened uh before the show break
1: it's all right we're here now
0: okay so it. my intention <laughs> for this episode was to talk about the like actual grounding experience of alcohol that is con- like uh the antithesis to the liberating nature of other mind-altering drugs um Go for so like it kind of I mean, as I said before, it kind of like locks you down, um, and kind of keeps you tethered to your existence. You become hyper aware, kind of, of your surroundings, um, what everybody's thinking about you, uh, what everybody's saying about you, how everybody's looking at you. Um, you just get very hyper aware of the world around you. Yes. I think that's that's a neat thing and healthy.
1: Yeah, no, you're not over, it helps you not overthink anything in any way whatsoever.
0: So, okay, here's another way of looking at it, because I like that, where you're going with that, because, so, a way, I mean, everybody knows about, like, the Freudian concepts of super ego, ego, and id, it's, the brain, psychology is so much more complicated than that, but Freud popularizes three terms, so I'm gonna, we're gonna use them to talk about general terms that don't necessarily have super heavy bearing, but are good way of visualizing sort of the way psychology works.
1: Yeah, this is our shorthand.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, the ego is you. You are the ego. Um, or are you the superego?
1: No, we are the ego.
0: Right. The id is the primal, like, animal side of things, and the superego is the logical, uh, rational, thinking component of our minds um because we're animals but we're also uh like in idealist. Enli- idealist and enlightened um and yeah. so the superego ego and the it are contrasts like reflecting yeah. those parts in, of our personality
1: exactly and every cartoon ever has depicted it as the devil on one shoulder and an angel on the other
0: oh is that what that's supposed to be but, i thought that was just yeah. the conscience Oh, well, uh, that's what it is. God, it's right. That's true. But I don't think... That's a weird thing to say, because I don't think the id always should be evil, necessarily.
1: It's not. not. But if you need to visualize it, think of it that way. But the id is more of... It's not inherently bad. It's just... There are things that we would like to do, but we don't do them because we're in public. Think of that as the id. Right,
0: and the superego regulates is kind of regulating the id and the ego you are choosing between the superego and the id for every action that you do again way more complicated than that but it's yeah. a good illustration um thank you freud that's one of the yeah. few good things you did with your career um, yeah
1: <laughs> if you think think of it this way you're going to cross the street now the superego would say you need to go down to the light and press the button so you can cross at the crosswalk but the crosswalk's far away, and there aren't any cars. The id says, just jaywalk. You're and going to be fine.
0: I th- it may be a good illustration, because that's a good one, but it's way too civil. Um, you need a, you're need you at your friend's house, and you really need to take a piss. Um, and the bathroom's like 10 feet away, but that's 10 feet away. The superego knows you need to go to the bathroom, but the animal's like, I'm sitting right here, dude. I could just do this here. Um, the super ego should probably clearly win in that situation, but that's a, that's another good way, I think, to illustrate it. Yeah. Is
1: that, yeah, but that, that's definitely a way where it's like, you shouldn't, if you listen to the id in that situation, things probably aren't going to work out well for you.
0: <laughs> I mean, there's other situations though, where you should listen to your id, like when you're hungry, you should yes. eat. Like, I mean, I don't know. it. This is getting into a different, <laughs> probably going to cut all that out. That was not. Super relevant That's to this. Uh, but, so, what my, I want to argue is that most mind-altering drugs, the opening of the mind, uh, give more, uh, like, presence to the uh, superego. It allows yes. you to more e- easily access that aspect of your psychology, where it's like, okay, here's my enlightened side. Here's my humanity. Uh, not my humanity, my... Because I was gonna... Because humanity's... Equal parts the enlightened and the animal. The, um, yeah. So I, it just access gives you access to your rational thinking mind, and that's why people have such cool experiences is because they're not really tied down to their senses as much. Um,
1: yeah.
0: And alcohol gives it's a more. Way, no, go ahead.
1: It, it's a way. It's a way of like you're able to access the. We'll use guru as the short term. The guru within yourself. Because for most people, they're not at that point in every day, so they need some help. And that's what these other mind altering drugs can do. For a small window of time, you get to reach that state and have that help to help yourself along on your. to become more enlightened.
0: Right. And yeah, alcohol gives the id its superpowers. Um, it let lets you more ac- easily access your primitive side, the instincts, the awareness of the world around yeah. you. Um it can be pretty powerful at that, too. Because, like, it's so powerful that it can, like, completely shut down the ego and only give access and only make your personality into the id. Because uh, sometimes you drink so much that uh, you don't remember... <laughs> uh, you remember that John Mulaney quote? That's like, uh, blackout drinking is when, uh, your body, your mind goes to sleep, but your body gets all Eye of the Tiger and carries on.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah, some, sometimes you find, you wake up the next day and you find a bag of Cheetos, utterly destroyed. Where did they come from? You don't know. But they're gone now.
0: Uh, sometimes you wake up and find a bag of chicken nuggets that... Uh, at some point, the earlier night contained 40, and now contained two. And the only evidence as to what happened with that is uh, the whole stomach experience. Um, yeah. Not great. Not great. Not great. Uh, Alcohol. But
1: it teaches you something.
0: You learn something, and I think that's the value. Is that we put so much emphasis on enlightenment, you know? It's, yes. like, well, that's what everybody cares about in spirituality and philosophy. To the point where, like, existentialism's kind of, like, looked down, like, nobody in philosophy considers it to be, like, a relevant field anymore. Everybody's like, oh, we have figured that out. We want to figure yeah. everything else out. The metaphysical side, rather than the experiential side. Um But, like, I would argue that for, like, the average person, like, you know, I'm g- going to guess that a lot of our listeners aren't philosophy students, um, which, good, continue doing that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but um, the average like person doesn't necessarily give a whole shit about like the Enlightenment side. You know, it's, for a lot of people, the experience is the part of their lives that matter. And so I think that, like, if LSD is going to be an important part, or maybe LSD is a bad example, because that's not really used in a lot of, like, that's a super synthetic drug and not used in a lot of, like, religious experiences. But, like, I don't know, what's one that's used? What's the, like, Native American?
1: Peyote or ayahuasca? Yeah, uh,
0: both. Uh, Both, yeah. (laughs) Let's just stick with peyote. But, like, if, if, uh, not to disparage the religion. Um, but like, if peyote can give you like eye-opening experiences, then I think that it's also valuable to sometimes have eye-closing experiences, and just kind of be present with your own with the world around you rather than be caught up within yourself. Yeah. Um, and that's that's the value that alcohol brings to the table. Uh, yeah, that's the that's the that's the punchline.
1: That's the punchline. <laughs>
0: Uh, I need a.
1: The other thing about, oh, the other thing about alcohol, many different colors.
0: Oh, there's so many different colors. It's like crystals. You're not
1: going to get, yeah, exactly. You're not going to get that with other kinds of mind-altering substances. That's one of the beauties of alcohol is there's just, there's so much variety that if this is something you want to engage in, you're going to find, you're going to find something within it that will speak to you. Whereas if you, if you take, so if you take peyote and you go, I didn't, this isn't an experience that I found that, you know, I found that it's something I can do again, then you're, you're, that's an avenue now closed to you.
0: Yeah. If you, the, if alcohol,
1: it,
0: the, cons- you'll find something. the consumption of alcohol I find is generally more pre- like pleasant than other drug consumptions in general. That was a yeah. sentence um
1: i mean how how many can you have pineapple juice with
0: i'm not gonna get creative with that one
1: uh,
0: <laughs> 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 i don't want to get too incriminating on this podcast um no of course. not worth it uh but anyway that's the story um we have a few minutes do you want to do a mad it's it's only been yeah. 30 minutes and i've been trying to go a little bit longer Um, so mad time, it's time for a mad, uh, one that I have planned out is, uh, the, it's a Twitter meme that I think is now dead based on how Twitter's been, but the bro, you change for real meme where it was like, bro, you change for real, dude, I was 13. Um, so that's a meme. Uh, so it's the, the big thing there is, uh, change in identity, um, as time goes on. Um, For sure. So the big name that comes to mind when talking about this specific like part of identity is Locke. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna butcher this, so I'm sorry if you taught me this, and you're <laughs> listening to this podcast. Um, I deeply apologize. So uh, it, it's gonna be more, way more complicated than I'm about to explain it, but ca- uh, what's lock not cock sorry (laughs) that's gross uh sorry was that a freudian slip um
1: freud now freud is trying to haunt haunt this specific episode and we have to get him out freud go away
0: it's lock time it's it's locks time to shine
1: we got this on lockdown
0: oh fuck (laughs) i need a second to recover from that one Okay. Take your time. Um, so Locke had a lot to say about identity. Uh, one of those things is that memories are one of the things that compose your your identity. It's how you like associate yourself with yourself. Uh, that clearly, that's not like big news. It's just Locke articulated it and made it all official. Um, but memories are just a good way of like knowing who you are because you have these memories. Um, and so there's who saying would you
1: be if you didn't know who you were?
0: Right. Um. so one of the cool things he said was that like um. you're literally a different person than you were when you were like say 10 cause like when you're 10 or so let's say you're 12 yeah let's sorry let's give like your ages I'm gonna give age 10 the letter A to symbolize age 12 the letter B to symbolize and age let's do let's keep it around 10 15 and 20 ages 10 15 and 20 keep it nice and simple 10 is a cool. 15 is b 20 is c so you've got these states um at stage a you share a lot of the same memories or in stage b you share a lot of memories of stage a um yeah at the age of 15 you can still really well remember most of the things that you could remember at age 10 um yeah. or most of your experiences that happened to you at age 10 anyway when you get to age 20 at stage C, then you're not going to have a lot of those same memories. And so, like, it's a weird... I forget why this matters. Um, It's like, the A and B personalities are the same, and B and C personalities are also kind of the same. But the A and C personalities, they're not the same, because they don't share enough consistent memories of... The Tinger, the stage a experiences like 20 so the end point and why this matters for this meme is that yeah you can literally say i'm not the same person i was when i was 13 years old the bro you changed for real meme is based on this premise that uh your personality is based on largely your memories even ones you like aren't that aren't surf like active on the surface that's based on your experiences and if you can't really remember those experiences that defined who you were when you were 10 then it's safe to say that you're not really the same as you were when you were 10 and that's yeah. that's the lesson that's mad mads aren't <laughs> supposed to be super funny they're supposed to take funny things and eat make them eat shit um that's the whole point
1: and <laughs> make them sad
0: <laughs> that's that's what i'm good at um so that's uh that's New Craze. That's how the show goes. We have fun making it. I hope you have fun listening to it. Um Josie, do you have anything you want to add at all?
1: Not not off the top of my head. Well um
0: you can follow us on Twitter at New Craze Pod. Um you can follow me on Twitter, that's uh at final jetpack two. Uh the final jetpack taken is permanently suspended for stupid reasons involving a cash donation of five dollars. Uh. Anyway, uh, Josie, what's your Twitter handle?
1: J Star Seventeen uh, Twenty Eight. Maybe one day I'll make it more snappy. Who eh.
0: knows? But yeah, that's our show. Um, we will catch you next time. Um. Yeah, whether that be next week or 30 minutes from now, because you could be binging all these in a row. Not 30 minutes, 30 seconds. I forgot my outro. Um, (laughs) Do you want to do the whole catchphrase since your first time on the episode, or is that too much pressure?
1: Um... Well, I think I know it, but I'm not certain that I know it.
0: (laughs) Uh, just give it your best shot and we'll cut the episode off there and not give you a chance to redeem yourself go for it
1: perfect it's a keep it it's either keep it cool you cookie cats or keep it cookie, you cool cats
0: keep it crazy you cookie cats shit